your Bibles, open them up to Daniel chapter 1. He's one of the major prophets. It's after Ezekiel. Look Ezekiel. So move on, Daniel chapter 1. Where, how many of you ever heard of Daniel before? Daniel the prophet, the prophet of oh, Daniel. Wow. All right, we're going yeah, to talk about one of his stories here that is uh, sure that here that you're after pretty awesome. Go on okay. All right, Make sure so thank it. you, uh, Angel. All right, now Daniel, Daniel's life started off a little bit rough. He started off a little bit rough. See, he was captive. He was a prisoner along with a lot of his friends by King Nebuchadnezzar. Can anybody spell that? Anybody spell it? Okay, go ahead, Jack. What do you think? Yeah? Nope. Anybody go any further? Well, you can adopt your Bible, so look at your Bibles. Anybody just straight off the top of your head? Okay, go ahead, Jack. Nope. N E B E W. Nebu. Nebu. One more, one more. Brittany, what do you think? Go ahead. Go for it. Oh, wrong. Nebuchadnezzar. No, there's no Z. There's two Zs. Oh, yeah, there are. There's a Z. There's two Zs in that one. N-E-B-U, yeah. All right, well, anyways, it's a big name, and I'm glad that that wasn't my name. That would be a hard name to spell in first grade. You're like, N-E. Teacher, I can't even spell my own name. That's a tough one to spell. Now, Daniel's friends here, it says that Daniel and his friends were taken captive. Anybody know who Daniel's friends were? We have a guess who they were. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello, Elliot. Uh, I forgot. You forgot? Okay, all right. Keegan, what do you think? Bill, Bob, and Noah. Yes, it was. It was Bill, Bob, and Noah. Back then, they didn't have those kind of names. It was their friends, his friend, uh, Elijah. Huh? Shem, Ham, and Japheth? No, those guys, those were Noah's. Yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You guys remember them? Now, here's the thing. Uh, Noah, go back to 11. Here's the thing about those guys. Now, those names that they had, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those weren't their real names. You guys know that? You guys know? Their names were changed. You see, when they were held captive, when they were held captive, Nebuchadnezzar would change their names. Okay, he did this as a way to sort of submit everybody unto them. He would be like, okay, wait, all right, you people, boys, you are all now my slaves, so I will give you names. Your name is Alice. Your name is Pineapple. Your name is Petrie. Ah. Your name is Bunsen Burner. Mm, yes. Your name is Harry Kid. All right. So not that that's what you are, but that's just the name you have. So he went through. He went through and gave everybody new names. And the reason why he did that, it was sort of saying like, the old self is gone. Your new self belongs to me. And he would usually give them a name that had to do with their false gods that they worship. So actually, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's real names. Shadrach's real name, if you guys want to write this down, was uh, Hananiah. Hananiah was uh, Shadrach's real name. Meshach's real name was Michel. M, it was like uh, Michael, except for the, the C was an S. Uh, and then Abednego was Azariah. Okay, so those were their real names. Those were their real names. But And Daniel's name was changed to Belshazzar. Belshazzar, okay? So 
sort of bothers me that we call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego since that was their kind of pagan names that they were given. But to be honest, those are a lot easier to remember than the other ones, aren't they? Because they rhyme. We're used to them, right? We're, we're used to them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, maybe that's why he did that. And, and you always have to say that in that order. You can never go Abednego, Meshach, and Google it. Well, you have to say that in that exact order. All right, well, anyways. These guys were held captive, and his friends were taken away from their home country to a place called Babylon. I want to say Babylon. Babylon. All right. Back to 11. Thankfully, Daniel and his friends weren't treated like prisoners. No, we're back to 11. His, uh, Daniel and his friends were, weren't treated like prisoners. In fact, King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to give them new jobs in the royal service. They would be trained for three years, learning a language and literature of Babylon. Now, also during this time, they would be given food right from the king's table. And no one ate better than the king. That's how it happened. Now, this all sounded like great news. So here's the good thing. Even though these guys were captive, they weren't like they weren't put to slaves, like sort of like when the Israelites were slaves when they were working, when they were in Egypt. These guys, what happened was Nebuchadnezzar would train them up and then he would use them. Okay? So by doing that, he gave them what they needed. They were they got educated, they had to go to, they got to go to school, they read books, and they also got to eat right what the king ate, and the king ate good. Alright? Sound does this sound pretty cool so far? This, yeah, I know. We're looking at the picture. Why is Daniel sad? What's going on? Well, Daniel did have a problem. See, the Bible tells us that Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. See, Daniel was a Hebrew, and Hebrews have very specific rules about the kinds of food they can eat. And these rules came straight from God. Now, we don't know specifically what kind of food the king served, but whatever it was, Daniel knew it was wrong for him to eat it. So this was pretty serious. All right, so what's happening is he's getting this good food, but it goes against what Daniel knew was right because God gave them specific rules about what to eat. He told them how to prepare it, how to cook it, how to eat it. I mean, there was very specific rules. Now, as I was doing research, it turns out that this food was most likely offered to their idols, their false gods, and then given to them. Okay, that was forbidden for, the, for Daniel and the Hebrews to do. They could not eat any sort of food that was given to false gods. Okay, so Daniel's in sort of a pickle, as you would say. All right, which by the way, did you know that Shakespeare came up with that expression? Isn't that amazing? Anyways, um, he did. He said he came, he coined the phrase in a pickle, which I don't. Maybe back then they were all in pickles. I don't know. Maybe if you were bad, they would put you in vinegar and do you pickle. Um, so, anyways, Daniel is in a pickle here because he can't eat this food, but he's also a prisoner, right? You don't want to stir up trouble. I mean, you'd be like, um, hi, excuse me. Yeah, I know that uh, <clears throat> I'm your slave and all. Um, I don't really eat strawberry Pop-Tarts. Is there any way you could get me s'mores? Some chocolate milk. I know we got regular milk. But I like a little bit of Hershey in there. Okay? You wouldn't really be complaining to the guy who is you are captured to. But they're in a situation where they, can't, they, they need to choose to do what is right, okay? They need to choose to do what is right. So they're captive. They refuse to eat the king's food. They might get in trouble. Now, I want to take a break here and just talk about this a 
little bit even deeper. Now, do you guys realize that this sort of situation, you, you go through this all the time. You know, this is like you're at school, and all your friends or everybody else is doing something that you know is wrong. And you're standing there, and you have a choice to make. You can either go along and do what they're doing, or you can choose to do what's right and not do that. Right? How many of you guys are put in that situation? Go ahead, raise your hand. Yeah. I'm in that situation, okay? You're at the grocery store. Guy gives you back an extra five for change. You're kind of looking at him like, oh, an extra, gave me too much change back, five dollars. Hmm. That's like 5,000 Tootsie Rolls right away, just like that. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I turn it in. Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have a choice. I have a choice to make. Nobody knows. I can just pop the five, walk out. That was a blessing from God. God gave me stolen money. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for stealing from me. You are awesome. Could you steal that car for me as well? I would love that car. The keys are in it and it's running. It's a gift from Jesus. Oh, hey, go back with my car. No, it's for me. It's a gift from Jesus. All right. <laughs> Does that sound right? No. no. Now, believe it or not, I actually had a couple of friends who thought this was true. They went to a grocery, they went to like a BP, and they were given, uh, they bought a 12, a 24 thing of Mountain Dew, and the person gave them too much change back. Like they came with a 10, they gave them a 20. And they walked out of the store going, it's a miracle from Jesus! And they came home like, guess what, man? We went to the grocery store, we got Mountain Dew, we get Mountain Dew for free, we got $20. It was a miracle. And I was like, that's not a miracle. You guys stole that. <laughs> That is not how God works, okay? He's not going to take my car away from me and give it to you. All right. With the keys and the ignition. All right. So that's not how that works. Okay? We have a choice to make. That $5 bill, I'm looking at it, staring at it, just like Daniel. He's in the, the mess hall, the cafeteria. Everybody's eating the food. He's looking at it. He goes, I can't eat this. He's looking at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like, you can't eat this. You know that, right? What are we gonna do? If we make a stink, it might like you know hurt us or do something mean, maybe pull our ears or something. No, no, I don't want that. I hate that. I hate that too. Well, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Should we just eat it? I'm sure that uh, should we eat it? Well, honestly, everybody else knew we did. These guys all know the rule. Everybody else around them. Okay, by the way, they all knew the rule too. Now they're all eating. Look at Jacob over there eating it, and pineapple is eating it. He's eating. He's enjoying it thoroughly. By the way, it smells really good. I've never had Salisbury steak before, but it looks fantastic. I, could I just, maybe just, should we, a bite maybe? Just, don't tell, should we just, I don't know, I don't think so. For God, even though nobody's watching and it's perfectly okay, God's watching us. We, we should probably do the right thing. That's what happened. They decided to do the right thing. Okay, so instead of taking that $5 bill and just pocketing it, Taking off five five thousand tootsie rolls, the right thing to do is to take the five dollar bill and go, hey, hey, listen, by the way, you gave me too much change and hand it back. You want to see the most confused look in your life? Do that. You that happened to Amy and I recently. I don't know if I told you this. We sold some stuff on Bizman online, and the, I sold this stand for fifty bucks. And the, did I tell you this? And the lady gave me sixty dollars. 
And she was out in her car, and I sort of walked back, and I was counting, and I was like, she gave me too much. I ran back out, and I, I stopped her, and she stopped, and she rolled out her window, and I was like, hey, listen, I only asked for 50, and you gave me 60, and I handed her the 10 back. And I think she sort of stood out there in the, in the street for like an hour, like, but you're giving me, I gave you too much, and you're going to give me this back? Like, yeah, here you go, have a great day, and she sort of walked away. And it blows people's minds when you do something like that. Because would I have gotten away with it if I just kept it? Yeah. Would she ever would have known? Maybe. Maybe no. Maybe not. Maybe Maybe she went home. I think I got 60 bucks. She didn't say anything. What a jerk. And what is she going to do? Nothing. She can't call me up and be like, hey, I gave you. There's no receipt. It's biz man. It's sort of up for grabs. Whatever. You know, I'm like, I don't even know you, lady. You know? That could happen. There's no shipping and handling. Free shipping. No taxes, it was duty-free, all right? A duty-free table right there, good to go, okay? Duty. So we have this choice. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Benigal have this choice. And they said, decide this. Now, here's what's cool. The way they handle it is also a sign of spiritual maturity because what you don't want to do is this. Um, five dollar bill. Hello, excuse me. My name is Pastor Aaron Strahd. And as you can see, I'm, excuse me, can you stop registering, please, and look at me, please? Can we turn the music off? I'm making an announcement. I was given too much change here. As you can see, I hold in my hand a $5 bill given to me by this lady. What? She gave me too much. But as I am righteous, I'm going to return the $5 back. To her. Did everybody smile? Did everybody see and hear in the back, sir, with the freezy? Did you hear what I said? Yes. Can you quiet your baby? I'm making an announcement. Quiet your children. Five dollars. Here you go. May I have my award now, please? Jesus. Okay. How ridiculous is that? On, the, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most, what would you guys say? 11. 20. All right. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, there's the wrong way to do it. Another wrong way is to be in a situation where your friends are all, uh, they're, they're at the store ready to, you know, they're going to steal some Tootsie Rolls, okay? Because, by the way, they're only a cent. How are we going to pay for these? So they're all together, and you're with your buddies, and you're like, let's get some candy for the movie. Let's Pop it in the pocket. So stay guard. Brooke, stay guard. Make sure no one's looking. Okay? And you're kind of standing here watching this. All right, now here's one way you can react. How dare you do this? Attention, cashiers and workers of the fine establishment Walmart. My friends, or former friends, as you would, they have decided to steal Totiro's, place them in their pocket, and move on to the movie theater. Please, if you will, swarm, swarm, swarm. But I, being Pastor Aaron, I have chosen not to do that which is evil in the sight of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Scale one to ten. Twenty million. Okay. Those are the wrong ways to react. Okay. Here's what Daniel did. We'll see what Daniel did. Daniel came up with a plan. He went to the attendant that was responsible for taking care of him and his friends, and he presented this idea. He said, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. 
At the end of the ten days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. So he basically said this. He goes, hey, listen, give us ten days. We're going to eat what we eat. We're going to eat the stuff that's, that's good for us, that we're allowed to eat. You know what? Check it out. See how we do. If we're getting weak and, and light and we're not progressing, we'll switch back. No problem. Just give us this ten days. The Bible says in the commentaries that ten days was a sign of completion. That wasn't just a random number. Like, ah, oh, ten? It was a specific number. Like, hey, look, ten days is a complete maintain. Now, this seemed like a good idea, and so the attendants agreed. Which, by the way, in verse 9, it says that God caused Daniel and his friends to get favor with his attendants, which is cool. So, for the next 10 days, Daniel and his friends had nothing to eat except vegetables and nothing to drink except the water. Daniel was determined to show everyone that God's rules about eating were better. You know what? Daniel's plan worked. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned to the king. Ta-da! Look at them. There, there's one. there they are. There's the, bat. there's the ones that have been eating the king's food. And the earlier slide was Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So from then on, Daniel was able to eat vegetables instead of the food that he knew was wrong to eat. The Bible goes on to say that God blessed Daniel and his friends with wisdom and understanding. And when they were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar, he was more impressed with them than with anyone, anyone else. And they entered the royal service and helped the king as he made important decisions. Daniel knew what was the right way. He knew that he needed to follow God. But he didn't just talk about it. He actually did it. And it's an amazing story when you read about that, how because of their faithfulness, could have gone either way. Could have gone... Even after doing what they did, they could have still gotten in trouble. But you know what? God showed them favor, and he blessed them for sticking up to the right. Now, what's, what's not mentioned here, but still makes me think in this story, is that the other men that were there, they were also Israelites, too, and they had chosen not to do what God said. But Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood up for what was right. You guys are put in a situation, like I said. You have the choice to make. You can choose to do the right thing or the wrong thing. Okay? I can stand up there and you can go to church your whole life, listen to every sermon, read the Bible 40 billion times all the way through. And if you read it, know it, know it, know it. Oh, yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you never do anything that it says. What does that mean? The Bible says that that's actually foolish. Completely foolish. All right. So that is an awesome story uh, of Daniel and how he chose to do the right thing, even when everyone else around him wasn't, wasn't doing the right thing.